Hi, and welcome to Under an Open Heaven Podcast. We are glad you are joining us as we explore the reality of God's love expressed in Scripture and our own personal experiences. Thanks for joining us today as we explore the reality that we live under an open heaven. Enjoy! Hey, welcome back to the podcast. My name is Arthur Richardson. I have with me Colton Jones, as always. And it's wonderful to have my partner back with me once again. Man, I don't think I'm ever going to take you for granted ever, ever, ever. Never did, but I don't think I'm ever going to take you for granted. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, man, I love it. Anyway, uh, so last week we talked to, or well, last time we, we uh, had our episode, we talked about the reason for existence. And I want to dive in a little bit deeper with that Um I got super excited and super pumped about basically why we exist. Um, and I, I, I kind of want to get a little bit further into that. Um, that there is there can be something and motivation within my heart that that sets me on fire, right? There, there can be something that happens within my life that that gives me the drive to do this because admittedly none of you know my face you probably don't know my name that well even after the the, i introduce myself every time and i'm not upset about that i want to how do i explain this i want the world it i want to partner with jesus so that everyone in the world will find his love I don't want to be remembered for it. I want to die a peaceful death and I want to be forgotten. (laughs) You know, I don't want the fame. I don't want to be remembered. I don't want the name. And there's a lot of reasons for that. I've done a lot of thinking of that. And Jesus has liberated me from that. But the thing that he's purified even more so in my heart has been the desire for other people to find liberation and even more so, um, he is <laughs> he has been really highlighting in my mind a desire for one tribe. One tribe under him. And um, I, because of my work, I've been doing a little bit of research on how to be a good leader, how, how to be a good uh, servant leader in particular. And one of the things that I, I came across um, was basically this this hierarchy and and the responsibility of a leader and this thing that was said was um and uh i don't think he's christian in any regard but he has a lot of really good things to say his name is simon Sinek, and um he he pointed out this thing that a, a good leader has the capacity to make every single person in their organization feel protected and known. And so I was thinking, (laughs) Jesus is the servant leader. He like literally on the night before he died, he knew he was going to die. He knew he was going to die a bloody painful death. What is the thing that he did? Shared a meal, said, take my body and eat took it a step further than than just nourishing us with his own body and soul and blood and divinity and saying i want you to be like me and in me and 
filled with me. He took it further than that and said, Hey, you call me master and rightly so. I'm washing your feet. And if I, as your master, am washing your feet, and for those, for those of you who are probably unfamiliar with that, washing of feet was similar to uh, like the lowest rung serving job. You know, uh, I mean, these people's feet, they, they walked everywhere. They're bloody, they're bruised, they're, you know, smelly. Also, uh, uh, like, mo- like modern sewage standards weren't a thing back then. Yes. So the streets were often poopy. Yeah. They, I mean, in, in Jerusalem to this day, <clears throat> um, shepherds will bring their flocks throughout the streets. Mm-hmm. What do flocks poop? Or do they poop? You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and they walk barefoot because they couldn't afford sandals. So, hmm. so the job, the it's job, not, yeah. it, I mean, similar to washing the toilets. I mean, admittedly, right. So Jesus is the servant leader. He modeled this so well. If we, <laughs> he died for all humans. He didn't just he died for me. He didn't just die for me, though. Like, he died He died just for me. He would do it just for me. But he also did it for everyone in the world, regardless of how, how much of a minority they might be. Part of, this is the best part, part of leadership, it's, it's established through hierarchy, meaning the servant leader serves a, a inner circle and teaches them how to be like him. And teaches them his mission, his service, and gives them essentially the tools to be able to serve the people under them. And so forth. And it goes down the line, right? And that's how one person is going to be able to reach more than they would be able to directly. We are in Jesus' circle. And it's up to us to show the minority, the ones who are outside of the normal, the love that Jesus has shown us. Because Jesus wants that love to be to them and they might not be ready to receive it directly from him. And yeah, I don't know. So those are just my, (laughs) those are my thoughts um, on, on just like the, like the purpose of like why, I guess the, the my why my motivation for doing this like you know, you know what I mean do you, do you have any thoughts on that do you like do you want to talk about it do you want to share what like what's your motivation yeah <laughs> my motivation for doing this uh I this is something that I think I've found and known for a long time is just whenever I speak about God and what he's doing that comes from a deep place in me mm-hmm. that I don't know, maybe I'll, maybe I'll approach it this way. If I don't know if you felt this way Arthur, or if our audience has felt this way, but sometimes whenever you're doing something that you, well, one, you like it, but whenever you're doing something, you're like, I feel made for this. Yeah. I feel like this is something, a part of my nature ingrained in me. And whenever I, do it not only do i get happiness out of it joy out of it but i do it well Mm -hmm. um or at least i feel i do it well (laughs) uh, yeah and 
I recognized that whenever, especially when I did became a missionary, um, get to clink the glasses. Give us there it is. Yeah, there it is. Whenever I was a missionary and um, was teaching, teaching about Jesus, teaching about the gospel, about the mysteries of the rosary and things like this, and we would discuss topics of faith and often, often enter into dialogue with children because that's, that's what this ministry was all about, uh, that I was a part of. And, uh, I did not get weary. I did not grow faint when that was happening. And I was like, wow, there's something to just, just speaking about Jesus. Not even if it's just the, maybe the more dry theological aspects of the faith, it sparks life in me. Mm-hmm. And having this be a way that that spark can grow and catch flame in me and, and for that to, to have a positive effect on the world and fulfill whatever God created me in that way for, I want to do that. So as far as my reason for doing this, it's because I believe that God is calling me in some capacity to be that, to speak to other people, preach in a sense, uh, but just make God known. So, yeah, that's that's my that's my telos. Dude, I love it. Dude, <laughs> my I reason, it. my end. Yeah. No, I think it's super important. I think it's super super important to sit with this, to sit with like the. Yeah, just to sit with, um, like, what gives me life? What gives me peace? What gives? Me, what's the thing that sets me ablaze? Um, there's there's a reason why in our logo it's there's a little flame. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's because the Holy Spirit lights our hearts on fire, and I I think for both you and I I I, I think I can speak for you in, in saying that. Our passion is not our own. Our passion is from God on high. Because he loved us and has loved us so freaking well. Even, <laughs> I mean, we've been talking a lot about the, our, our struggles, our pains. Um, I have been especially. Um, and, you know, when my wife and I are ready to share more openly about and like a name the thing, um, you know, I, I will share that with you. Even through all of the bitterness and the pain, the disappointment and the question of like, why God did this happen? Even through all of that, I have felt God's love and, and kindness. And when I was open to feeling it, because there were times that I was mad at him, mm-hmm. uh, I, I felt his closeness. <laughs> Even through the loss. Mm-hmm. and uh, yeah this this passion it is mine but it's not it doesn't naturally come from me in fact, there was actually a point in my life where <laughs> before before encountering God and before receiving his love and then like the years 
after that of continually opening up my heart to him. Before that, before I let him into my heart, I was a very different, very different kid. I was pretty quiet. I hadn't, I don't know. I didn't have the same amount of ideas. I was not ambitious. I, um, and I, I mean ambitious in a good way. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was ambitious in all the wrong ways, I would say. You know, mm-hmm. I tried to excel in sports. My The idea of being great and known and remembered was important to me. You know, like things like that. You know, I was like, eh. as your stereotypical boy, let's be honest. Yeah. I, I just was. Okay. Yeah. And I was shy. You meet me today and you'd be like, you were shy. What? <laughs> yeah. And it's true. I was. Yeah, and so like you, you underwent a, that transformation, and that's the interesting thing about encountering uh, God is that like, man, I feel much more like myself whenever I'm pursuing His will. So what the heck was I before I was myself? You yeah. know, it, a shell. Honestly, a shell. Like I feel like I was a shell. Yeah, and and I I think that's a that that classic way of describing and pursuing God's will works. I think, I think we've lost, especially within our American culture. I think we've, maybe Western, we'll go with Western culture. Um, I think we've lost what that actually means. Um, I would, I would probably try to um, modernize the term to make sense in our modern day lingo. Something along the lines of like, by falling in love with God. I feel called out of the reservations that I had before, you know, uh, my wife's into chick flicks. Right. Hmm. So, um, and every now and again, I have the misfortune of walking in while she's doing dishes and she's watching her chick flick or whatever, especially if it's a Christmas one. Right. And you know, it's the same storyline. It's essentially like, two girls one guy one girl the main character gets the guy eventually or whatever you know and like he's you know he's kind of trapped in this relationship with this other girl and this other girl pretty much liberates him okay put that context onto us as the individual that i have a love of this of these kind of crappy desires right these things that are like quick fixes you know the world uh my own desire my my own crappy desires (laughs) and jesus comes along and liberates me and fills me with this freedom to be myself who i am who i need to be and so it's no longer just me it's no longer me attempting to satisfy myself i'm completely satisfied and ready to like receive his love and love him back and then fill the world with that love and i think that's that's a good analogy, but also a good way of describing this following God's will, because that's what his, his will is. Mm-hmm. But I think we hear that today and we, we hear, I don't get to do what I want to do. You know, um, at least I hear that. I don't know about you. I'm, I'm a twerp. So, <laughs> yeah. So we, we want under an open heaven first and foremost to be a way that God works in this world uh frankly I don't know if we know exactly what that means we're, we're just figuring sort of, it out man yeah we're, we just sort of do it 
and um that's the beauty of it yeah uh and often that's how god works god doesn't always uh work according to our plans so don't make plans and listen to god is sort of my motto uh because he often carries you where you don't expect in the best way possible so yeah uh for those of you who are planners and that goes against your skin that's me it's my wife too yeah um yeah i got nothing for you no I'm kidding i do i do i say i say hey man don't 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 hold on to something so tight so don't don't crimp your hands around something you know um yeah especially expectations because that's what plans are basically is you set a, a list of expectations for mm-hmm yourself for your goals and things you desire to accomplish if god is not of the same mind as you how dare he but if god is not of the same (laughs) mind as you uh uh guess whose will is going to work in the end oh i don't know maybe the person who makes literally everything happen uh so the the more you release your hands the more god can put what you really need in them you know so uh that's the struggle that's the struggle of the planning type you know yeah I think, I think also uh, what I've seen in my wife and with it within you, and admittedly, I'm not much of a planner, but I kind of am every now and again. Mm-hmm. Uh, within myself, is that it's not just that he's putting something in your hands. He's training you to desire what he desires, so that rather than making plans for yourself, you're listening to his heart and able to plan with him. Mm-hmm. You know, I, and I think that's the big des- that's the big shift. Um, and knowing that shift in ourselves takes trial and error. Sorry about it, guys. Um, <laughs> it's, it's just trial and error. Um, but yeah, I don't be discouraged. Anyway, continue away. Yeah. So I'm just excited to see maybe what God has in store for us, for this ministry, for our audience <clears throat> and for our future audience. And, um, Yeah. Pray it glorifies him because I'm of the same heart as you as far as the attitude towards this. I don't I don't care if my name isn't remembered from it. That's not why I do it. Uh I want I want God's heart to be known and for people to encounter that in a very profound way. And if we could do anything to make that possible, that's what this is about. Mm-hmm. So audience from us to you, we love you. And we pray to love you more with the love that God has for you. So, uh, you want to lead us in some prayer, Arthur? Sure. Let's do it. Come Holy spirit. God, we ask you to make us one tribe. That these micro divisions that we see <sighs> Lord help us to see unity before division and safety before difference God I ask you to make this reality that we live under an open heaven grow, explode, (laughs) that we are your people, 
and you are our God. Lord, I ask you to liberate the captive. The captive that's struggling with the slavery of fear, the slavery of isolation. God, COVID has been rough on so many people and so many people have experienced trauma either directly through COVID or through some other thing the past two years. And Jesus, I ask you in your name to wipe away every tear, to wipe away depression and anxiety, to heal our trauma as you healed my heart from trauma. As you did it in me, Lord, do it in them. Jesus, we ask you to bless our friendships, to bless us with your kindness and with your goodness. We ask this, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you have a wonderful week. Take care and God bless. Bye. Thank you all so much for joining us this week. We hope that this podcast blessed you. And we ask if it did, share that with the people that you love so that it can bless them as well. If you want to reach out to us, we are available on Facebook. We are under an open heaven. Our email address is under an open heaven dot fire at gmail.com. And we are on Instagram at under an open heaven dot fire. So Please go uh, give those a gander and send us any th- any feedback that you want. We would be happy to reply to you. God bless. Bye.